Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fassett. On this episode, we get to meet Marnie Stern. Marnie Stern is a singer, songwriter, and electric guitar wizard whose last record came out over 10 years ago, but she is now back with a brand new album called The Comeback Kid. In this chat, Marnie and I talk quite a bit about the new record, the songwriting of it, the production of it, which she handled herself, and what it felt like to get back into her groove of playing and writing in her signature way after so many years away. Speaking of which, we also talk about what she did in the interim, which mostly included having two children, and as you may be aware or may not be aware, playing guitar almost nightly in the house band on Late Night with Seth Meyers. We discuss what it was like coming back to her own stuff after so many years playing that kind of stuff. We also talk about the importance of drumming in her work, the forgotten glory of blogging, and that one time that she ripped the sleeve of a record that I bought from her at a show, and much more. Her kids were popping in and out adorably and delightfully throughout, so you may hear us get a little distracted every now and then by them. But therein lies the loveliness of these informal hangout style chats. So please enjoy, and thank you for listening. This is me meeting Marnie Stern. We can put video on. That's cool. My dog's behind me, so I don't know if Hi. you can see her, but she's there. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for uh, for coming around for a little bit. No problem. Um, cool. So we should... Oh, there she goes. We should... <laughs> she's going to get annoyed that I'm talking. Um, we should specify that the, the the main reason for this occasion is that you have a record coming out. Which is pretty cool, uh, especially for me, someone who was with you before the the gap and now we're back. Um, So your fifth record, The Comeback Kid, is out November 3rd on Joyful Noise. Um, Of course, it's been a little while. So I feel like even though I know some of the answer to this, I think already, I feel like the big question is like, where have you been? And I feel like a lot of people are probably wondering that right now. Um, well, I've been playing on TV every night on Late Night with Seth Meyers for eight, the past eight and a half years. I was doing that. And um, in the interim, I also had two children. And I've been raising them, but mm. really working a nine to five gig. Yeah, and that I don't know if everyone quite realizes that, but when Seth, I think you were were you with him from the beginning of his show? Sort of. I was sub subbing for Fred Armisen okay. at the beginning, and then I started about six months in. Okay, yeah. So you know, as someone who who watched his show and and knew your work, and of course knew Fred's work, that was really a treat. But I feel like not everyone has realized that you've been actually like steadily employed yes. this whole time. Um, yeah. How did you end up getting that gig? By the way. I went to substitute for Fred. He's he had asked me to play guitar for him okay. when he was away, and I started doing it every you know couple weeks, um, once a month, and then the 
they started to turn into longer stretches and mm. then the show asked me to stay as the other guitarist yeah that's it's a nice uh probably a nice surprise for some people who are like where has she been and it's like well, right she, you could have turned on nbc every night and watched right, right right and somebody said um and also, you know, when they say it's my first show that I've played, I played a show recently that it was my first show that I had played in nine years. To my mind, I've been playing every night to an audience. So, right. I, yeah, it's not my own stuff. That must, though, help a little with yeah. the comfort of coming back to your stage. Yes, completely. Yeah. You know, there's no pressure of, yes, it was, we played a show with Lasave Favre mm. last month. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, so that was your first time on your with your own work on stage exactly. in, for how long? Nine years. Nine years. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was like, that number's off. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, it's been just over 10 years since the last Marnie Stern record, Chronicles of Marnia. Um came out in March of, I just looked this up, I don't just know this, but the March of 2013. That's right. Um, and now we're a decade on and we have the Comeback Kid. Um, I presume maybe the Comeback Kid is you? That's right. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, what have you been doing for the past 10 years? Well, I am only 30 years old, so <laughs> I... <laughs> so I graduated college. I uh, graduated grad school. Um, wow. I am a high school English teacher in my daytime nice. hours. So I make I make music on my downtime. So I try to stay busy. <laughs> nice. Do you like teaching? I do. This is my sixth year. Would you get out of here, kid? <laughs> Sorry. Disruption. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been 10 years. I cannot believe that it's been that much time. On the other hand, I feel like I've had these kids for a while. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. No, time time is, has gotten strange lately. Um, mm -hmm. I think the last three or four years have made the past 10 years feel like a weird both longer and shorter Course. Um, so you have your kids, which kind of give you this living gauge of how long it's been. But then when you think back on your last show, you're like, that was like a few years ago. Yes, it really <laughs> feels. That's why exactly, exactly how it feels. So weird. I bet it's weird, but also hopefully a very good feeling. Very good. I think. Um, so yeah, so it's been 10 years since Chronicles of Marnia. Um, when would you say you actually started writing this record? Some of the pieces I had been writing for, you know, I have tons and tons of material from over the years and hundreds of audio files and I'll go back sometimes and listen and if there there might be like a snippet of a piece that I like and then mm -hmm. I'll keep working on it um so there was a little bit of that and uh you know here and there on the weekends over the this past 10 years do you hear him screaming in there? Over the past 10 years, I'd be working on stuff. And um, and then some of it just came organically and quickly from, because, you know, for, for, uh, for the day job, I was, um, hold on, let me shut the door. <laughs> Sorry. So... 
That's what an ice cream sundae sugar load does after school. <laughs> um, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so some of it came very quickly. I had also remember every day uh, for Seth Meyers, we would write eight songs a day. Mm. What do you mean when, honey? That's where I work. So, um, <laughs> so I would write... We'd write te- eight songs a day. So I was very, fr- and during the pandemic, I was having to write lots of material because we were recording at home. So I, I, I that part could, came very easily. But mm-hmm. I was surprised how my style came back so strongly and so easily. I, but I, 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 on the other hand, I guess that's normal when you're playing another style of music you're eager to get back to your own style sure and yeah i i I noticed that in the uh sort of like the press release for the record you you basically say that you were surprised it came back so easily yeah um and i mean you are you are known of course for your sort of neck tapping fret tapping um uh uh, capabilities that you do do on seth meyer sometimes um but it's not exactly the same uh you know i don't think seth meyers is melting anyone's face (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh, but you do it a little bit uh but what was that was that a worry of yours that it wouldn't come back so naturally uh i hadn't i didn't really think about i I, I didn't get that far i just sat down and started playing and you know my chops were still kind of there from playing every day but uh but you know and that but kind of remembering my pro tool remembering the song writing itself mm-hmm. and the programming was a little took a second but i was right back in it yeah and you self-produced this record mm-hmm. is that is that the first time that you yes. fully that you fully helmed the ship yes that's pretty cool yeah was, well by was... this at this point i you know, I know. You know what you're I doing. Know what, yeah, I know what I want it to sound like. Right, right. Uh, what was the uh, recording process like? Was it just you and uh, Jeremy who plays drums? Right. It was just me, and then Jeremy, um, from wherever he was. You know, he's always touring with Arcade Fire. Wherever he was, he put drums over it somewhere else in another place and sent them back to. Like I sent him the files. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is your shortest record, um, which I'm sure is just an accident. Uh, yeah. But it does kind of just like give me the sense of urgency when I'm listening to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no slowing down in this record. And I do feel like even though you're known as the sort of fast paced rock music, math rock, whatever you want to freaking call it. Um, yeah. You know, your your records often will have a moment or two a little pause just like a little bit of a pause and this one has none of it it's just like bristling 29 minutes straight through um was it does that at all sort of mirror like any kind of urgency you felt to get this out there or were you just kind of playing what you wanted to play i was playing what i wanted to play and also i think probably maybe it had something to do with having kids maybe and just coming in and having my own time to maybe get out all of my frustrations isn't the right word, but mm-hmm. just I, I attach myself to what I like and 
But you like us more than Yes, I like you the most. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure why. I think maybe from playing a lot of mellow music for a long time every day, I kind of really want, was amped up. To, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very forward-feeling record. There's, a, there's an overriding sense of like optimism to this record almost um mm-hmm. which has been a theme of your work i mean that sort of theme of like finding space for yourself and accepting oneself has kind of always been a theme of yours although i think this record really takes it to extremes not in not in a bad way but like no but to me it's really interesting that that has become so popular in society now you know what i mean <laughs> like finding your truth and all the yeah. phrases that people say it's kind of caught up with the world. It's funny, but yeah. yet I still feel like everyone throws around authentic. I still feel like people, um, I don't want to say, I don't know. Individuality <laughs> is, I, 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 I would like to see more individuality um, or hear more individuality when I listen to music, but yeah. uh but all I can do is try and do it with my own, you know? Yeah. I mean, I still, I think I still have my Win Marnie Win t shirt from yeah! years ago. So, like, that kind of ethos has been with you. So maybe, yeah, the world has caught up to you. Um, uh, I would have tried to. What'd you say? Don't, don't get me wrong. It's a difficult thing to do, but you just have to, you, you know, you are always thinking, Oh, when things calm down. Oh, when things, when they, all these, these these stressful things go away, things will get easier. But it just never really is that way, is it? It's just your life is constant tension and constant conflict. And it's just trying to be happy with what you have. Yeah. Um, were there any points over this past this this gap between records that you were pretty sure you wouldn't make another one yeah i think after i had my second kid and they were really little (laughs) and they were really little like uh yeah i think it quiet come on i feel like when I was my, I hadn't slept and I was working and had the two little kids. I was kind of how I couldn't imagine how I would ever have any energy at all to even think about myself at all, because you're just so focused on these other people. But then, you know, as they grow a little bit, they get more autonomous and then you kind of slowly get your yourself back. Yeah. And you were kind of writing a little bit this whole time, just maybe didn't ever believe you'd be able to get back to a studio. Yeah. So the first song we heard, Plain Speak, uh, is the first song on the record. Um, as of the recording of this episode, I think that's the only one that's out so far. Um, and the first line of the record is, I can't keep on moving backwards. I can't help but feel like that's kind of a mission statement for the album. And maybe I'm just reading into it, but is that a feeling you kind of had while making this record? Yeah. I mean, over there, please. Um, Yes, yes. They're all there to, you know, we all have 
times where we just feel like we're not making progress in whatever area and things that are frustrating or repeating themselves. And that's kind of where I can't move, keep moving backwards mm-hmm. stems from. Um, also things you want to flaws you feel like you have within yourself and you want to fix them and they keep coming up and you just feel like you're not making progress or, you know, parenting all, all, all across the board. Sometimes I, I struggle with that, but, um, but yeah, that's where that comes from. And when do lyrics typically even arrive for you? Do they come with the music or is it much later? They are like in a notebook all over the place. Mm. And I kind of sometimes take like a random word and will assign it more meaning, you know, shape around it. Uh, Like sometimes I used to take a taxi, like a yellow cab home from work and the the taxi TV would be on very low and I couldn't really hear the words, but I just write down what it sounded like they were saying. Hmm. And then I would take like phrases and kind of put them, put them to use with how I was feeling. So do lyrics feel like they're on the same level with you as the music in terms of puzzling it together? Yeah. Yes. You know, Yes, those two areas. I mean, I almost feel more comfortable with the music placement. It's very hard for me to to find vocal placement because everything is so busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, but it's but once in a while I'll sit down, write a bunch of lyrics, and write the song. You know what I mean? But usually I just bring them in to like mm-hmm. fit. Hmm. What so we're talking about your own lyrics, but what led to the decision to cover the Morricone song? Uh, oh, I have a friend named Josh Fadum, he's a comedian, he's very funny. And years and years ago, he sent me that song on like mm. a mix CD, and I've just always loved it. And I was like, huh, high voices, lots of singing, <laughs> dancing, let me take a stab at it. And it felt, it just felt right. Like this was the place for it. Yeah. It was just yeah. fun. Yeah. And th- 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 that sense of fun is so nice to hear because like, I feel like coming after a 10 year gap in records, there could be this sort of like lumbering pressure almost. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like you felt too much of that. I honestly was, I, I said this before and I don't want to sound sorry for myself or pathetic in any way, but I had no idea. I really didn't think anyone was going to listen to it or would remember me, or I just had no expectations. I was just, I mean, even release it. Like I I had no ideas. I was just trying to put it down. And as I said, like you kind of also get to a point where you're not trying to build your, at this point, I'm not trying to build my music career in any way. So meaning like maybe after my first couple records, you start to think, okay, well, should I 
try and change my style a little bit? Am I just doing the same thing too much? Do I need to, you know, all the things that you start to wonder when you're thinking about a career. But since this was just me making music for me, what came out is what came out. And I wasn't like thinking about, you know, the listener. Yeah. Would you say that this is sort of the freest you've ever felt on record? Uh, nah, the first two records, I felt pretty free. <laughs> it was the same thing. I just really sure. didn't think anyone was, li- it didn't matter. You know, yeah. you just don't, you can't even conceive of anyone caring. You just do what you want to do. Yeah, I think, I think I caught wind of you when This Is It came out because it got pretty good press um, and the cover was sort of striking. And that was a time when I was like, oh, what's, you know, that looks cool. What's that? Um, And it's so, you know, I'll be honest, Marnie Stern is so not like my usual (laughs) wheelhouse. Yeah. But for some reason, I always, I always gravitated to your work. And so uh, I was, I was listening since at least then. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thrilled you're back. So we're we're here. I mean, I can't tell you how moved I am. Like, I can't tell you, like, just just what's happened just in the past two weeks from the, you know. Yeah. Uh, any press I've gotten at all, people on my Instagram saying they're excited. It is thrilling. Like, I, it's thrilling. Yeah. Is there, like, a sense of relief almost? Or did it really not matter? I hadn't even, I really honestly was just expect not expecting. So I get yeah. that's what it is. When you have no expectations, it's like, wow. And also, it just makes me feel terrific. You know, because also with my kids around here, I'm just, you know, lugging their stuff to school and. Right. I come last so it's very oh it's very this whole thing is very exciting yeah yeah you're in such a I would imagine you're in such a different space entirely from when the last record came out oh totally yeah totally um so no it's fine (laughs) the video doesn't get uploaded so it's fine (laughs) um so we mentioned Jeremy a bit before, um, the drummer on this record. The nicest your... human on planet Earth. That's nice to hear. <laughs> so nice. Such a like sweet, mild-mannered person who can actually just... I had no idea that like he was into any type of math rock world and... You know, he said like, oh, those are some like kind of his beginnings. But he uh, subbed on, I, I would never know, you know, anyone like him. I just, he subbed a couple of times on Seth Meyers as a drummer. Oh, okay. And that's how I got to know him. So, yeah. So you said he usually, you know, he's always on tour with Arcade Fire. So like people are probably going to wonder how someone who drums for a band like Arcade Fire winds up on a Marnie Stern record. But that's it was just, just kind of kismet, I guess. Yeah, you know, and he's just the sweetest and we kind of stayed in touch and and that's how that happened. Yeah. Um and- now 
for touring, I'm playing with this drummer, Nick Ferrante, who's like a very good, awesome drummer. So that's, you know, it's very hard. I've had such a long line of great drummers. It's like mm-hmm. hard to find someone who can keep up. But yeah, that yeah. that was actually a question in my notes because that's something I was thinking about because, you know, when you started, you were with Zach Hill um now of death grips fame and then uh the last record was kid millions from oneida and now we have jeremy and so yeah i literally was going to ask you like do you feel like it's hard because i i feel as a listener that you ask a lot of your drummers a lot a lot because you know (laughs) speaking of zach hella was my favorite band his band before death grips was my favorite band Mm -hmm. um and so drumming against guitar work is so important to me and uh so over so yes it's hard to find people who can especially now that's like three different drummers so it's like to learn all of to learn all that's a lot of songs also to learn but um yeah yeah so when you tour i would imagine who, who do you is it it can't just be you two on stage no, so we've been playing. I've been we're I'm playing local shows with John Ganelli, who is a great guitarist who is in Rye Coalition. Okay, and he's amazing, amazing, and he's got a great personality. And he actually is friends with Nick. So um, when we've been rehearsing, like John and I just kind of stand there and. Poor Nick is like <laughs> sweating, going all over the place. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it sounded really good at the at the last show we played, and we're going to do the record release show at the Knitting Factory. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of power just from three people, so it's it's great. And the record is just guitar and drums, right? Right. Oh, yeah. one of the songs, Sid Butler from La Save Bob, who was it? in Seth Meyers band with me plays bass on. Okay. I I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, um, it's a it's a pretty spare, you know, Spartan set of 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 musicianship and yeah, yeah, it is so loud and I feel like you do just need that extra set of hands on the stage. Yes, totally. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Also for me from screaming and yelling and singing <laughs> and playing and it's great to have john there to like pick up some guitar slack always in the past for a long time i, I only toured with a bassist not a guitarist and so the guitarist is really i'm remember i'm seeing how helpful that is yeah yeah i bet um yeah i i last saw you very very long time ago i don't even remember when and i don't i feel like it must have been a three-piece but I feel like it was a bassist uh-huh. probably back yeah. then it was probably a bassist yeah um yeah you uh you played Connecticut twice in my life which, yes. is, which is cool yes <laughs> yes um uh, yeah so I'm gonna you know we're setting up to figure out some touring yeah and um some European touring and I'm just like it's so fun also when you live your closed dullish life and then you're back in the music world it kind of becomes electric again yeah appreciate it yeah yeah i 
I would imagine you're excited to sort of play a whole oh, bunch of shows again. Yeah. Oh, excited. Seth, Seth, you know, late nights a little bit uh, in the ba- in the balance right now. So take your time. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, totally. Um. Okay. So random question time. Um. Because I have no segues into these. Yeah. Um. So we were talking about your live setup and. I've seen you actually a couple times in Connecticut and, you know, I, I, I saw a couple of the videos that you had reposted from the last show. It's a pretty hectic thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a chaotic, it's organized chaos, but it's a chaotic loud set with a lot yeah. that you, yes, you, you ask a lot of your drummers, but there's a lot asked of yourself as well. Yeah. Um, what would you say currently anyway, is the hardest song for you to play? Um, believe it or not. The singing with the play, it's not none of the songs playing wise. If mm-hmm. I just had to stand there and play, it would be easier. It's mm. the singing of looking up and not looking down. <laughs> um, I guess, oddly, for singing, it's definitely the song Prime because it's basically like screaming for the whole. Yeah, there's like no breath. I, no breath. <laughs> Um, and then, I don't know. Well, I bet, I bet some of the new material might be, you know, I'm, I'm, I've played the older material for so long that Mm -hmm. I'm so, I know it. So knock on wood, I know it well. So I'm more used to that. Yeah. But I'm not used to the new material. So probably some of the songs from there, like we're going to do um, The Natural. Uh, I, I'm feeling like that might be hard. Have you been rehearsing already? Well, we rehearsed before. Now we're going to get ready to rehearse for this okay. record release show in a couple of weeks. We're going to start going in again. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite older song to still play? Um. I guess Transformer. Yeah, that's a classic Marnie Stern cut. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's my favorite song I've ever written. So that one. That's a good one. Um, Yeah, but uh, yeah, it is very like I'm I'm even the cover. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to play and sing, practicing singing to the cover, Mm -hmm. the Morricone cover. But there's lots of. Uh, I'm trying to sing all the voices, <laughs> all the parts at the same time, and the playing is kind of going on the offbeat. So uh, practicing that. Mm. Uh, what is something that people who only know you for your music might find surprising about you? Um, that I don't know. Okay. I feel like I'm a pretty open book. <laughs> that's that's um, actually that's that's true. You are. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. I have no secrets. Okay. Because you're an open book. Everybody has secrets. Um, well, you don't knowingly have secrets. You're right. There right. you go. And you know, it's funny you mentioned you're an open book because my next question was: uh, I already feel like I know the answer to this, but would would you ever resurrect the vagina monoblog? In this day and age, are you nuts? <laughs> what has happened to the world? What is going on? Stop the insanity. I can't take it. It's crazy out there. 
I, uh, out of sheer curiosity, I pulled up the Vagina Mana blog before this talk. It's still up. I, it's still live. It is? Yeah. I feel like, God, I'd be terrified to look at. I mean, just <laughs> name I could get in trouble for now. I don't know. It almost feels like maybe we've circled back around to where oh. that name might be like a, oh, night, a right. clever a clever right. play on the you know current events or whatever. Right. Um, I don't know, right. but... I do remember you uh, talking about that in the live setting, and I, I read it a few times. <laughs> I, I, I would love to, but man. Well, if it makes you feel any better, the the last post is simply everything is now at marniestern.net. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> You're like I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, I would love. I. I mean. Yeah. I would I mean, love to get it going, but I... You could change the name. <laughs> it's not even the name. I just feel like... Nah, I kind of remember. The only thing I remember about posting is we just... A lot of the food we ate. Like, I remember posting a lot about chicken wings since we were so <laughs> chicken wings. Um, oh, you, you really beat uh, Instagram to the punch there, I guess, with the food pictures. I guess pictures. I did. <laughs> I guess I did. Right, right. Do you um, uh, do you enjoy that sort of different kind of writing though? Like, would you do that again? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe. maybe. Start a Substack. That's what the cool kids are doing these days. Now, what is that? It's like a newsletter, but you like subscribe. So, like, I would pay like three dollars a month to get your posts or whatever. But what do you talk? But what is whatever discussed? whatever you want? What do you mean? Like, what's the like, topic? trying to think of an example like it could literally be anything like do you remember live journal no that was like a early social media thing where like all the emo kids would like talk online about how sad they are but Substack, oh. Substack is not like that Substack, a lot of musicians use Substack, a lot of writers use Substack. um like tegan and sarah have one a lot of music critics have one where it's just like long form pieces that they write about whatever and people pay so it's a blog it's, it's basically a paid a blog. blog, yeah. What happened to the blog? I don't know. That's a and very the good blog. I mean, I was watching some movie that's totally outdated hmm. because it was all about blogging and this. Oh, it was a Russell Crowe movie, a journalism movie, but it was all about how the bloggers were interfering with the newspapers. Oh my god! It's like when you watch an old Law and Order, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's different that that's better this I, this i don't know what happens to the vlog oh geez Aww. there's no one even here um so i don't know what happened to the blog that's a very good question uh i feel like the Substack and like the patreon and like that kind of thing has sort of subsumed the blog but uh, I, I think there's something to be said for the blog i'm interested in the Substack. yeah look it up it's 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 a blog. It's a glorified blog. You're not wrong. Um, so my last thing, uh, I just have a per little personal anecdote here about this this vinyl oh. I have. Oh. Um, so you you played in Connecticut. Um, this must have been the last last time, or if I didn't catch you the last time, I don't know. But this was probably the self titled tour, maybe. I, I don't remember rem this. I remember this. Okay, you played no. in. This this venue called the Space, which is no longer there, um, in Hamden, Connecticut, and you hopped behind the merch table, uh, which I don't know if you still do that, but you hopped behind the merch table, 
and you sold me this record and you were like, do you want me to sign it? And I said, sure. Yeah. And so you tried to open it for me. Oh, and I didn't know how. You were like, I know a trick. And so you took a key and you tried to like open the plastic, you know, like uh, it opened it, but it also broke the sleeve. Oh so my now, god! Now, now the sleeve no, is like this. Oh, <laughs> I have to give you another one. I have another one no, for it's, you. It's fine. It's signed. It is. Si- it's a. It's a relic. I um, have another one. Oh my god! I broke it. That's fair. <laughs> it was very that's funny. A, that's uh, so typical because I remember the guy is telling me, "Oh, there's a trick." Yeah. And feeling like you know, it's like saying, "Oh, I can open a bottle with the light. I can open a right. bottle with the lighter," even though I really never, you know, would just like break the. <laughs> break the lighter yeah uh no it was very funny um i didn't care and then you you wrote that you're writing all over my brand new record and that um i have to come out next time you play but i don't know if you've played connecticut since then so hopefully you do in the not too distant future i hope so too yeah i'll have to buy a new (laughs) to buy a second copy I what i'll give you one i feel terrible the vinyl is unharmed so don't (laughs) So okay. don't worry, don't worry. Um, okay. I just think that's a it's a funny thing. I don't have a lot of signed uh records, especially from shows. So I was like, I have to, I have to mention this. Well, to um, show how date to show how things have changed so much, I was selling CDs at the merch table mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. That seems very dated now. Yeah, well, I think CDs are trying to make a comeback. Tapes are trying to make a comeback. I've got some cassettes for the new yeah, record. Yeah, good. That those people will buy those. Yeah, I know it's so funny. Um, so yeah, so speaking of the merch table, um, you are playing. You mentioned you're playing the Knitting Factory in Manhattan on November fourth. Um, I'm hoping I can come. Um, yes. Yeah, I want to come. It's a Saturday, and as a teacher, Saturday shows in the city are the best. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to go into the city soon, midweek, and I was like dreading it because I'm like, I'm going to be so tired. Um, But this is Saturday, so maybe I'll I'll try to come by. Um, And so you're coming back on stage. Like you said, it hasn't actually been a decade since you've been on stage. So people don't have to worry about that. Um, Are you excited to have this finally like this headlining show? Yeah, yeah. Um, very excited to have fun. I mean, really, mm-hmm. more than anything, it's just all about having fun. Yeah. Are you planning to like play the whole record? No, but a okay. lot of songs off the record. Okay. Um, is it too is it too early to tell if the comeback kid will have a following kid? <laughs> it will. Okay. It will. Okay. I'm back in the group. Okay. Yeah, I feel like we should not really ever count count you out so no i'm writing more i mean that's exciting yeah cool yeah well i can't wait i also can't wait for people to hear this record i was playing it uh just right before we got on very loud um it's it's a trip i i just i i tweeted the new marnie stern record will melt you so i hope that's true because i think it will Cool. Well, let's say again, your new record, your fifth record, your return record, The Comeback Kid is out November 3rd on Joyful Noise. I'm not sure if it's out yet when you're listening to this, listeners, or if it's about to be. Either way, check it out, buy it, pre-order it, stream it, whatever you got to do. And November 4th is the show, so please come out for the show. Thank you, Marnie Stern, for talking with me and hanging out. 
I Thank really you. appreciate it. It's been quite a pleasure. It's been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>